What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is episode number six. I know I've been um I took like a two week uh little hiatus. Um, I honestly didn't know what the fuck to to do in those two weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, here I am now. Fuck it. I did have a good topic, a topic out uh, to talk about, but then um some shit came up today, man. I was having such a good fucking day. And tragically, the rapper slash businessman Nipsey Hussle is pronounced dead at the age of 33, which if you think about it, man, that is still a very young age. 33. Um, I'm about to be 29 in two weeks. That's what, fucking four years ahead of me. And yeah, Nipsey Hussle was, he was definitely more than just a hip hop artist. He was an entrepreneur and, you know, an investor as well. Uh, take a look at this. This it's an old interview that I just the DJ Academics just posted on his Instagram, and it it just speaks so much of his character. Um, people will affiliate like if if you look at him, and if you don't know exactly who he is or anything, you're gonna see him as your average typical gangster because you know he's all tatted up everywhere. He does claim that the Crips gang and he does roll with them or whatever. But again, he was more than that. He definitely used hip hop as sort of like a, like a vehicle to, to move out of that, that environment and to put him in a, in a different place in, of, of his life, which was being an entrepreneur. Um, and just check this interview out. It's just a, a minute long interview. And it, I'm telling you, it speaks volumes about where he was. This is, this looks like it was recorded back in like 2008, 2009. Very, very young Nipsey Hussle right here. So go ahead and check it out. All kind of crazy diamonds and all that. I guess you're here to get your money right, huh? All the time. And, you know, all that is cool for the image and all that. But all them is liabilities, you feel me? I'd rather invest in some real estate. You know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, well, can you repeat that again, man? You're up and coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I say invest in some assets as opposed to trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Cars that lose value, so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying to you're trying to get land. Exactly, homie. A real asset. Take care of my people. Cause you know, that's this it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you losing value, homie. It ain't it ain't it ain't appreciating it's depreciating. It's what do you think, uh why do you think it's so hard for people to get that message? You know, I mean one half you get guys that say they gotta impress the females, female ain't trying to talk to you unless you blinged out. On the other hand, you got other people feel like they gotta show off to the homies and impress them with their riches. I mean, what what do you think is the how do we get that out of that mindset? I mean, I feel like that's insecurity. Material things ain't nothing. You feel me? Having all kind of material things ain't nothing that's that's a real ass fucking message because most rappers they get an advance from from the record deal and go out and buy a fucking rolex go out and buy a fucking patek a chain this and that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on jewelry which as he said is just a, a liability when you can invest that shit like he did he he, he bought his own clothing store um well he's, he's got his own clothing line called uh, the marathon clothing He's got his own storefront, which unfortunately he was killed at, which that's some sucker ass shit. But we'll, we'll get to that here in a bit. So he had his, his own uh, clothing line. He had a partnership with Puma. He had his own sneaker line with them. And from what I read, he was also investing in real estate, which is shit that like he was preaching. You know, I, I watched a couple of his Breakfast Club interviews because I, I, to be honest, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his music. The first the first time I heard of Nipsey Hussle was back in 2010. He had a song with Drake called Killer. And let me just say, Drake killed that shit. 
this is back when I first started listening to Drake. So anything Drake, you know, had his vocals on, I, I was all up on it. So he 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 had this song with Nipsey Hussle. I didn't know who the fuck Nipsey Hussle was. This is 2010. You know, I was like t- nine years ago. And, you know, that's the first time I heard of him personally. And from there, he's dropped music. He, he's actually very a very, very smart guy. Um, um, let me go ahead and put that. Because one of his mixtapes, he dropped, he, he charged, I, I believe it was like $100 for a physical copy of it. And, you know, this is that era where we buy mix, you know, we buy CDs. Mixtapes are free, first of all. CDs cost like 10 bucks maybe back at the time. And he was selling them for $100. And he actually, you know... M- sold out and made a big profit of that and then from there he went on to do another one and i believe he he, i believe he charged a thousand dollars for the next one and jay-z bought i think he bought all of them i'm not sure how how many don't quote me exactly but jay-z bought a very high amount of them to distribute to to his friends you know because it was it was a a high price tag but he respected what he was doing so he went ahead and shelled out the thousand dollars for multiple copies of a cd that's just some smart ass shit You, you don't see rappers doing that shit now Especially now with streaming, ain't nobody gonna do that. But Nipsey's, he was he he, he's always been a hustler. So I, I guess that's just embedded in him. So whatever he can do to make that extra buck, he's gonna go ahead and do and shit. If, if people are gonna buy your CD for a hundred dollars, why not fucking do it, right? But yeah, man, it's, it's it's such a sad day how how you you can be gunned down in the front of your very own store, man. It, it sounds like some hater ass shit. Um. I don't know, you know, details are very scarce right now. It literally just happened today a few hours ago. So last I read, the the guy was in a car and, you know, took off from the scene. Um, but at this point, three people were shot. One is presumed dead. That's Nipsey Hussle at 33. The two others are in critical condition right now. Um, by the time this drops, maybe it'll change. Hopefully for the, for the better, of course, that they do pull through and survive. But yeah, it's just a sad situation all around, man. Nipsey Hussle was a great guy. He definitely spread a great message on his interviews. Um, he wanted to empower not just African African American community, but his own community. No matter Latino, white, pink, gray, whatever the fuck you were, if you were in his community, he definitely wanted to help out. And you know, the I, I think the best way he did that was just preaching his message because. On social media now, you see everybody mourning him, man. LeBron James, Meek Mill, um, Gary V, just you know, a bunch of businessmen who who you you would not think knew this man, and they obviously had some sort of relationship with them. So yeah, it's just it's just a sad situation all around. Um, he is survived by his beautiful I don't I don't know if it was his girlfriend or wife. Her, her name was Laura London, and I and I know he did have two kids. Um which again makes it even sadder just someone dying is a sad situation all around but when there's kids and family involved it's, it's it, it just makes it even worse so rest in peace to nipsey hustle and his family taken away very very soon and just as i'm sure it's something senseless um they haven't said whether it's gang violence yet or i'm pretty sure it's just a fucking hater that's why rappers these days they don't want to they want to move out of their fucking hood, man. And I recommend it because the same people you grew up around are be the same ones who hate on you the most, man. It's it's sad that that's what we really got to change within ourselves. And honestly, shit, I've I've completely you know if people hated on me back in the day, I don't care, man. If you're doing some good on yourself, 
I'm still going to support you because there's no point in making other people famous. These celebrities who we look up to, we follow their every fucking move, whatever they promote, we buy. When we should be doing that to our own people, the people from our own. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm watching American Sniper right now. Some dude just got fucking hit in the head by the sniper. God damn. But yeah, like I was saying, man, just we definitely got to start supporting each other and stop fucking hating each other, man. Uh, the topic I wanted to talk about today kind of meshes in with this because Tupac is on the agenda and in his, you know, very famous song changes, you know, he describes this, man, we got to make some changes, stop seeing um, each other as strangers and seeing each other as brothers, which we, we all are. We're our brothers and sisters together, no matter if you're black, white, pink, green, or yellow. So with that said, um, again, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. And yeah, man, fuck. I definitely didn't want to start the fucking podcast like this. I, I had a really good topic, which fucking um, means a lot to me. So just throwing this in, there was like a big curveball, but shit. Rest in peace to him. Um, and this is a pungent. Sorry, y'all. I had to stop recording. Um, so apparently some more news came out on it. Uh, I guess the other two people that were shot are listed they're going to do they're going to be doing fine now which is great and according to law enforcement this appears to be a gang related shooting which again man this is is so stupid how we hate our on on our own people who are still in our own community trying to help us out there's there's a very sad picture floating around of Nipsey Hussle with a, a young there's like it's like a little toddler and I guess it was, this is the last picture taken before before he was killed. And then, you know, there's another video of him laying down. It's, it's just sad how motherfuckers be recording just every little thing now. But his lifeless body is on the floor there, which just makes this fucking... It's just a crazy situation and all. I'm tired of saying that over and over again, but I just got to stress how, how bad this is, man. And how bad it makes the whole, cult, the whole hip-hop culture look because... The dude was preaching such a good fucking message. And I mean, I don't know what this is over, but God damn, if it's something as stupid as just gang related, man, grow the fuck up. People really got to grow the fuck up, man. Understand people have families now. When, when, when It's cool when you're a kid. It's not even cool, but when you're a kid, do that gang banging shit. But as a fucking adult, man, grow the fuck up. So they're looking for like a 20 year old male or something like that. Um... You know, I'll just, we'll just leave it at that. But this perfectly meshes in with the topic that I had at hand, which is about the youth and how misguided they can be depending on their situation and how their how the, their environment that they grow up in. Um, perfect case example is my favorite rapper and has been my favorite rapper for a few years now, Kodak Black. To me, Kodak Black, he is the uh, epiphany the, the epitome of having starting from the very fucking bottom with no help no chance you know or, i mean i'm not gonna say no chance you do have a chance but the odds are stacked against you single single parent home it's only your mother it's in the hood and it's in the projects i mean from there come on like Use your brain. What what do you think these kids are going to be doing? You really think they're going to be at school learning the ABCs like 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 we were when we were younger? I mean, you would hope so, but 
in reality, you know, when you don't have the proper guidance with you, you're you're gonna do some 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 foul shit, some bad shit, and you, I mean, hopefully you learn from them. But um, he's really an interesting character because he he kind of made the whole internet go in an uproar a few weeks ago whenever he went on Instagram Live and said that whenever you talk about his music, you need to classify it in the same, you know, you need to put him in the same class as a Biggie, a Tupac, and a Nas. And I think what he meant by that was, you know, I I tell I I, I spit that real hood shit, that shit that that whenever I say it, you can picture it and you you can you can you know kind of feel my struggles, feel my pain. Same shit with Tupac, same shit with Biggie, same shit with Nas. This is why we love these guys, right? Why do we hold Tupac and Biggie so, so high up in hip hop? Because Tupac was, you know, not only just a, a hip hop artist, he was a poet and an actor and everything. Biggie just told amazing stories in his rhymes. Same thing with Tupac, of course. And with me, Kodak is in that same fucking picture. He he tells some real ass fucking stories in his rhymes. And he, he he's kind of telling people why, you know, he why he's kind of fucked up this way. Um in, in a song, one of my you know, definitely one of my favorite songs by him, it's called Misunderstood. Definitely, you know, the perfect example of being misunderstood. But there's a line that once I heard it, man, it really stuck to me. And this line goes, um, they don't see no potential in me. They say I'm a project baby. All because my daddy so goddamn selfish, he didn't want to raise me. Now, that, you know, that, that should kind of tell you where he's coming from, man. They don't, people don't see potential in me because of the way I act. And the way I act, is because I didn't have a dad to show me, to tell me, hey, don't do that. Hey, that's not the right thing to do. Stay in school. Don't, don't be doing all this fuck shit. Don't be going to the corner with those guys out there. He didn't have all that. I personally was blessed enough to have that. You know, I, 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 I always had my father in my life to, to you know, tell me right from wrong and to discipline me when I did do wrong. Him, he didn't have that. All he had was his mother. And, I mean, come on, we all know or not, we all know, but you kind of picture what it's like to to kind of be in, in a single parent home when your mother's just there and she don't discipline you, especially for doing bad shit. So that line right there kind of explains what a lot of the a lot of um, a lot of the youth are going through that live in these projects, not just the projects, just the hood, the Section Eight housings, um, shit, fucking Twenty Eighth Street. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about over there by Main and Twenty Eight. You know the little the, the the section over there, man, is is bad, and and you know if if a kid is grown is grown up doing bad shit, what do you think he's gonna do when he's older? He's gonna keep doing bad shit, and when he has a kid, what do you think his kid's gonna be doing? He's gonna watch his dad do bad shit if his dad's still around. He's gonna watch his dad do bad shit, and he's gonna want to follow in his footsteps, and it's gonna start this cycle over and over again. It just it's got to come to a point of when we're gonna say, hey, what the fuck? What are we gonna do? Um, so that way these kids aren't in the street and aren't out there hustling. Another song by, by Kodak, which kind of explains a lot of his upbringing, man. Th- this should really, really kind of put you or g- give you a glimpse of his mindset, which is a song called Ambition. Um, now, the original song is uh, Wale, Meek Mill, Rick Ross. Hardest fucking song. One of the hardest fucking songs ever. It's old as fuck, but Meek Mill killed that shit. But anyway, Kodak Black did his own remix to it. 
And one line that really stuck out to me, or I mean, not just the line, just the fucking beginning of it. Let, let me go ahead and, and read it out to you guys. Now, let me just go ahead and say um, it does have a couple N words in here. And just for the sake, and you know, this it's not a word that I really like to use in my vocabulary, especially out in public. I, I don't, you know, just like saying that word or whatever. But if I'm in the car, you know, rapping, because I listen to hip hop music all fucking day. If I'm in the car rapping and that word comes out, of course I'm going to say it. I mean, you know what? I, I'm not offending anybody. and I'm not racist or anything, but I get it, not in public. But for the sake of this podcast, and just to keep this, you know, as real and as raw as possible, I kind of want to show you guys his lyrics and his emotion. Because this is a 15-year-old kid saying all this shit, okay? A 15-year-old kid. So before I read it, think of what you were doing when you were 15 years old. Me, when I was 15 years old, I think I was a, a sophomore in high school. And when I was a sophomore in high school, all I was doing was playing video games. I was busting motherfuckers' head on SOCOM. I was fucking playing some game called Ratchet and Clank, riding my bike with my friends. That's the shit I was doing. Kodak Black was obviously in a whole different situation because I believe he was a dropout from high school. And let me just go ahead and read his lyrics. Okay, so, and I ain't a rapper, so, you know, <laughs> my cadence is all fucked up. But it says, I grew up looking up to niggas that be on the corner. I can't stop because if I stop, I'm going to disappoint them. Niggas hate, but I ain't worried. No, I ain't worried about them. My goal is to, is to keep courage and make it out the bottom. Oh, I was raised by the Chinese store. Store, that means store. Even though I ain't Chinese, though. Now, for those of y'all that, you know, can't really picture lyrics, he's saying, you know, I looked up to the people growing up, and if I don't do what what they're doing, I'm going to disappoint them. They're going to look at me as a failure. I was looking at my dad for 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 that shit. Not not the people in the fucking corner. Now imagine if he if he had a father to look up to. You you think he he'd still be rapping the same shit, saying I looked I looked up to those people in the corner? Probably not. Maybe so. I, I mean I, I would hope not because you actually have somebody there telling you, hey that that's wrong. Don't look up to these fucking bum ass people over here. They ain't doing shit but selling drugs. But he didn't have that. So to him, these people on the corner selling drugs, hitting licks, robbing people. These are his idols. And at 15 years old, you, you want to impress those guys? That that, should, that that alone should speak volumes about people. And again, this is a 15-year-old kid saying this shit. 15 years old. Again, I guarantee you weren't doing no hood-ass shit when you were 15. But um, he also goes on to say, what is that? The only thing I'm worried about is how my grandmama doing. I'm doing good. I'm staying healthy now. I'm making music. I'm going to strive to success and I'm going to try my best. I'm 14 and I'm already thinking about death. 14 years old? Shit. I thought he was 15. I guess the music video was filmed at 15, but he was 14 years old when he wrote that shit. Now, I don't know about you, man, but why the fuck is a 14-year-old talking about this? Why does a 14-year-old even know about this? Why does he even got to live through that, man? That's why I think we do need more government assistance and not just in food stamps and that bullshit where people take advantage of the system. I think we really need people to reach out to the community, people who who these kids look up to, athletes, even rappers. That's why for Nipsey Hussle, it's even sadder because he was doing that shit. He was reaching out to these kids and motherfuckers still gunned them down over some stupid gang shit when motherfuckers can't grow up. It's just a sad situation. 
And I'm sure those kids were misguided too. And I'm not just using that as as an excuse. No, it's not an excuse to go out and kill people. It's not an excuse to go out and rob and do fuck shit just just to stay up on life. But we can't just be judging everybody just on their actions, you know? Yeah, you, you can, but I choose to kind of look past that. And if you have a real message to spread, I want to listen to it. And I want to get to know why you act this way instead of just judging you and say, hey, you're a fucking idiot. Why do you think you're why do you think you're as good as Tupac? You act so stupid. That's that's why people were were in, were in such shock when he said that and called him stupid for it. Because all they see is his actions on Instagram live. And I'll agree with y'all. He, he he acts fucking retarded. Like the kid got arrested like two years ago because he was on Instagram live with a bunch of weed, some guns, and he had his kid in there. So the cops raided him and, you know, they took him to jail for that. And, you know, who, who, why would you have your kid around drugs and, and guns and all that bullshit? You know, I'm not one to judge, but the motherfucker doesn't know no better. You got to give these kids time to evolve. Um, Understand when, when you're young and you come up with, with fine, you finally come up with some money. You're not just going to turn into a straight arrow and say, oh, I'm going to be good now. I got money. No, you, you're going to. You're always going to have that same mentality like you're in the hood. It's not until you mature and grow up that that shit starts slowly, slowly going away. Um, now, an- another song that I, I I love by Kodak is th- this has got to be my my favorite fucking song by him. Um, it's called Day by Day. And let me see. You know, I'm a hot boy. Not a G. I do it for my niggas locked up going day for day. Hold on, hold on. Just listen to that song day by day. Uh, it's called Day by Day. It's just it, it kind of just just speaks on uh his friends. Let me just read some of the lyrics. You know I'm a hot boy, but I ain't never lose my cool. The streets on fire. That's why I'm riding around with my tool. 1800 block boy. I'm quick to give a bitch the blues. I, oh, th- all right. This this is the this is the lyric that I, that I that I wanted to to get you guys. And this is some real poetry ass shit. And it's some deep shit. This is how he feels exactly. It says, "I was already sentenced before I came up out the womb. Streets done already sentenced me before no cracker could. And I wonder why when I'm just so fucked up out the hood. And I wonder why these niggas be hating on a G when I'm the same little nigga who gave these niggas a chance to eat." So th- that deep ass shit where I was talking about was I was already sentenced before I came up out the womb, and well, to me, to me, what that says is we know racism is alive not- these days still. As as much as as much as we want to pretend this world is perfect and we see everybody for for who they genuinely are, that's bullshit, man. There's still these fucking racist ass people who, as soon as they see a black person, they want to discriminate against them. As soon as they see a Mexican, they want to discriminate against them. They see somebody who who isn't white or isn't of their same skin tone, they're gonna discriminate against them. So already you're feeling at a disadvantage, and that, that that's one thing that Nipsey Hussle preached about too. No, not Nipsey Hussle, but I seen a, a post by a producer called Boy Wonder. Very emotional post, and I mean it was true. It it said us African Americans we we already come at a disadvantage, and here we are killing each other black on black crime and even though we're making it we don't want to see a person who has a disadvantage make it i'm gonna go kill you now 
that's fucked up, man. We, we should really be bigging up ourselves because, man, we're doing it. And some people are doing it without the help of the government. Some people are are, are doing it and they're being discriminated against. But they still hang on and do it, though. That's why that, that's why I, I fuck with Kodak, man. Kodak is, is a real motherfucker. But you just got to give uh, these people time to evolve. Because understand, this kid's 21 years old. He's going to be 22 in June. So... He didn't really achieve until his his first album came out two years ago. So he was what nineteen, and then from not yeah nineteen twenty one minus yeah nineteen. <laughs> my bad, my math kind of sucks. So I, I want to say at eighteen he was already like an established artist. Like he he had already dropped some good songs. Tunnel Vision was out. He had some fucking bangers, but yet he's still fucking up. He's still going to jail for just a bunch of dumb offenses here. I'm going to pull up his arrest record. And some of his shit is fucking crazy. He's kidnapping, assault, getting caught with weed, a pistol, being a convicted felon at 18 already. And this is all because, again, you have no fucking guidance. But I do believe that with time, you you do mature into who you who you really are at the end of the day. Um, a perfect example for that would be Gucci Man. Gucci Man is he, he's also one of my favorite rappers as well. If, if, I mean, I don't know if y'all picked up on this, but me, I I, I like listening to artists who, if, if I if they're talking some hood shit, I want to be able to believe them. All right, if if I see your character and if it doesn't match your rap, I can't really fuck with that. Like I can't really be listening to that all day because, I mean, I know you ain't about that shit, you know. So why am I gonna be listening to that all day? But Kodak and Gucci, shit, Gucci, man, 1,000% agree about every single thing he's done. And I'm actually going to make another episode on him because um, I think he's very, he's a very interesting guy. Gone from straight from the hood to what he is now. He just posted a video the other day. Motherfucker has abs. Dude was 290 like a couple years ago. Now he's 190 with fucking abs chiseled everywhere. It's just a great success story overall. And that's what I like, a real good success story. because. No matter what, I would rather see people who I know, people who I grew up with, people who are from my hood make it. Um, I'm tired of, you know, society just bigging up these celebrities who we don't even fucking know. We're never going to meet them. They don't even know who the fuck we are. They, they, we, we just continue to support them and give them our money, buy their products that they promote when we should be putting that money into our own community. If, if you got a friend who's starting their own clothing company, buy their shit if you got a guy starting their own podcast listen to his shit you know just just shit to to help each other out man for real everyone needs to quit being a fucking hater and just start helping everyone out and hopefully that'll inspire some change in the youth that'll inspire some change in just fucking adults overall man because I'm telling y'all, if I have, if I ever have the opportunity, if God blesses me with the opportunity to be very, very fucking wealthy, man, one thing I would want to do is put a lot of that money into the school district. You know, give incentives to to teachers, making sure that their kids pass, but in an ethical manner, not just you know give them passing grades and not worry about what the fuck they do after. No, like actually listen to kids, talk to them, and preach to them the importance of you know staying in school and being an entrepreneur. You know, I would also donate to, you know, to fucking fund to fund the schools. And I would love to open my own little rec center or something like that just to 
you know, have kids and, you know, pay some athletes to come through and, you know, say what's up to the kids because you, you can have these motivational speakers come to the school and it'll go in one ear and out the other. It's not unless you really touch the kids, man. And it's going to be like a hip hop artist, a sports athlete, you know, someone local to them that they can that they listen to, that they look up to. If someone like them speaks to them and tells them, hey, you, you can do this. You can be your own business. You you can own real estate. You, you can do this and that. I guarantee you they will listen more than to just some random fucking guy up there saying, hey, you should do this. That's why I want, I want to be rich as fuck so I can put out a good lifestyle that, that kids will see and be like, damn, bro, what the fuck did you do? And I, and I would want to give them a blueprint of, hey, man, do this, do that. Listen to fucking Nipsey Hussle. Go, don't go buy them fucking diamonds. Go Go fucking invest in some real estate, but um, that I mean that that's why we like Tupac a lot, right? We we fuck with Tupac because because the songs like changes, right? Um, let me pull some lyrics out about Tupac. Hold on, we need to start making some changes. I can't. No, 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 no. Wait, that's Kodak. But not. I mean, yeah. So back to that back to that argument that I was saying about Kodak and and uh, Tupac. If if we're gonna compare music wise, Kodak is right up there with them. But their antics, of course not. Kodak is still acting ignorant, still acting stupid. But who's to say Tupac didn't act like that? The difference when now is we have social media. So if you do some fuck shit and if you post it, everyone's gonna see it. Where Tupac, he didn't have no MySpace, he didn't have no Twitter, no Instagram, no Facebook. He didn't have none of that shit, so we really couldn't see what he, what he did behind closed doors. What we did see, though, we did see some antics outside where you know he was spitting on people, on the reporters, putting the middle finger out. And I'm sure with time, he would have grown up, too, just like Kodak. And I, I do believe he's grown up because if if you listen to his new album, everyone's on his dick now. Everyone. I'm, I mean, I, I, I like it, though. I like it because now people are starting to see that, hey, Kodak does spit some real ass shit. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Kodak Black, please go listen to him. Um, I, I do believe that if if you don't know anything about the hood, I think he will teach you a lot just through his rhymes. And he's not even just trying to teach you. He's just explaining his life pretty much. And how I, this, this is how I know he's evolving because a, a song off his of his new album goes, it's called If I'm If I'm Lying, uh, If I'm Dying. I'm sorry, If I'm Lying, I'm Dying. And it goes like this. It goes... I can't let these niggas knock me off my pivot. God sat me down, talked to me, I listened. I was in that cell. He told me that I'm gifted. I don't make it in the booth. I'm going to make it in the kitchen. So from that, what I'm getting is finally he sat down in a jail cell and he understood, hey, I got a fucking gift, man. I got a voice. People listen to me. People do look up to me. Motherfucker doesn't know. I look up to that. I look up to him, man. Again, I love success stories. I love seeing somebody who's got the the odds stacked against them make it. And when when someone when 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 someone does that, it makes me feel like, hey, I can fucking do that. You know what? If if he went on and and followed through on his dreams, why can't I? I I ain't, I ain't being held back by nobody. Why ain't I in the same position as him? You know, I'm not going to hate on it. Instead of hate on it, I'm going to grind harder. I'm going to put out more podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm going to try and get more guests on here. And if not, I'm going to keep talking hip-hop because I love hip-hop. Hip-hop is 
I, I listen to music every fucking day, and ninety percent of my my playlist is all hip hop. I got some R and B, some a little bit of rock in there, but mostly hip hop. And you know, it, it's all correlating with just that hood ass shit. I don't discriminate against that old stuff, against that new stuff. I got Lil Pump. Nah, I don't got Lil Pump. I got some Juice World. I got some Cameron. I got some Jim Jones. I got some Joe Budden. And I got some fucking uh, XX Setentacion. I got some Lil, Lil Mozzie. I got um some Soldier Boy. You know, I I, I don't... Just because these people nowadays say, hey, these people are mobile rappers. that They don't talk about nothing. I, I don't lump them in in that. I... Uh, I actually listen to them and instead of just judging them because I don't know how they were raised and how they came from, you know, I, I, I listen to the art that, that, that they speak and Kodak Black is definitely to me, he's, he's one of a kind, man. He's definitely spitting that real shit, that shit that you can feel. You know, he starts off one of his albums saying, I don't, I don't rap. I illustrate, I don't paint pictures. I picture paint, you know, he's just saying that every, every, everything he's saying you can feel and I mean you can kind of understand it. I ain't from the hood. I'm not from the hood at all. Not w- one bone for me from the hood. I I know about the hood, but I ain't from it. But listening to Kodak, shit, I can understand the struggles. And just by me understanding it, I want to help. So if if that if that makes me want to help, imagine what it what it could do to other people listening to him. Maybe they would want to help too. Make a difference with these kids, man, cuz again, these kids are our future, dude. It don't just got to be your kids because one day you never know your kid might be in a situation where one of these one of these kids who's misguided wants to rob him and you know your kid don't want to give it up and you never know what could happen from there man don't want to wish that on nobody of course but if we if we want to stop the violence I, I really think that we really gotta look at the way we treat it damn let's go back to Tupac again man we gotta change the way we treat each other Learn to start seeing me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. Damn, man. Tupac was a hard-ass motherfucker, but thank y'all for listening, y'all. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep on trying to do episodes weekly. I think my next episode, I'm going to do one on uh, Gucci Man and just his rise to, to hip-hop. Because, again, I, it's a very interesting fucking story. He, he recently um, wrote a book about his life. It's called The Autobiography of Gucci Man. Pick that shit up. Read it. I read that shit in two days. And I don't even like reading books. I read that shit in two fucking days. It was that good. Learning about his struggle. And from the music that I listened to, he kept it real all the way. All right? Motherfucker's a real ass dude. But I'm, I'm going to do one on him. Um, I also plan on doing one on YNW Melly. Because it's just a fucking crazy situation. And, you know, a couple other rappers too. If y'all got uh, any suggestions, go ahead and uh, let me know. Um. But yeah, th- thank y'all for tuning in and uh, shit. Y'all have a good day. And Kodak Black is just as good as Tupac. If you want to argue with me, go ahead and fucking comment on there. Peace.